You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Hi, Murph. Hey, 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 AP. What's new? Well, I just got back from this crazy trip to Denver that I just took where we met with everyone from Primal and bike rides from all over the country, like Cycle Oregon and Tour de Tucson, and it was called Primal Bike. It was actually a a real conference that we went to. And Primal is the official jersey of Ragbri, is that right? They are, and that is right. They're also the official jersey of Ride the Rockies, Drew Battenkill, Fall Ride. Uh, Morphology Podcast. Morphology Podcast, yep. Um, There was such cool speakers there, such cool people to meet. Some of my favorites were, they had several representatives from Bike MS, which is a really big, like they have like 55 different rides all across the country. Oh, excellent. And all the proceeds go to uh, research supporting MS. So are like, you know, for the eradication of MS. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there was a really cool couple that we met um, that run an entirely online organization called The Herd, where they go bike on Zwift together on a regular basis. And they have organized bike rides. Well, they're not really all across the world, but they're in different time zones that correlate oh, around the world. Yeah. So it's just, it was really cool to meet an all virtual organization. And they're just so passionate and interested in cycling. And anyway, those those are just a couple of the different people we saw at the conference. And it was really uh, invigorating. Yeah, I was going to say, anytime you go to a conference like that where you hear other people speak and they're very motivated, it always makes me like like extra excited to do whatever I'm working on. Yeah. So stay tuned for us to try to implement some of those ideas in RegBri as we get ready for RegBri 50. Woohoo! Yeah. So how about you, Murph? What have you been up to lately? Well, last weekend was the Prohibition Ride, which is uh, basically a ride here in my hometown that I am part of uh, organizing. And it's just basically a fun party ride with like old timey bikes. And we're all dressed in 1930s, uh, you know, like Prohibition type outfits so yeah it was really fun we were raising money for an organization called the Iowa Donor Network Mm, and so we were able to raise a lot of money and also have a lot of fun and the pictures are amazing so uh, I am I'm going to be putting some of them actually I think there are a bunch on my Instagram morphology podcast page so if you guys Mm. are curious check it out and um, we're already trying to plan for next year Ooh, exciting. I know I that's the ride that's definitely on my to-do list because it looks so much fun. Yes, it is so much fun. Please do put it on your to-do list. That'll be really fun. Yeah. To, um, I was going to say to hang out with you, but I mean, we hang out plenty, <laughs> but it's always fun, especially yeah, when we're on bikes. <laughs> yet another time. The costumes truly there to die for. I mean, you guys had knocked yourself out on those. Oh, really yeah. Awesome. I was part of uh, a crew of women that we all dress like the women's temperance union. Yeah. And so we were kind of the anti-alcohol, you know, we were, you know, kind of giving people a hard time for walking into different speakeasies. So it was, it was fun because not only were we in costume, we were also in character. Yeah. But I would be willing to bet you might've had a beverage or two. I, it's possible. I, it's possible. Okay. I can neither confirm nor deny. I won't make you commit. All right. So, um, so it's in other news, uh, we got a lot to cover. So I thought I'd just turn the page here. Yeah. Um, 
in 10 days, we're announcing the Rag by 50 logo. Whoa. I know. And it's pretty good. I have seen it. What does it look like? Um, well, it's a graphic design. <laughs> I thought we were going to get you, Andrea. No, not this time. But I have been releasing hints on the Rag by social media pages. So you can kind of get maybe start getting a feel for it. Yeah, I actually I saw your hints and I'm I don't even I I have nothing so far. So maybe a couple more hints would be good for us. Yeah, well, we try to keep it obscure on purpose because otherwise the reveal wouldn't be so exciting. Right, but, right, 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 yeah. So knowing yeah. that the the big reveal of the logo is coming soon, I'm assuming that means registration for Ragbri 50 will be opening soon as well. That is exactly right. We got Registration opening on November 15th. So we've been working really hard to prepare for that, getting the page all set up and everything like that. Um, I won't go into it too much because I think we're going to cover it in later Jessica Bike episodes. And it'll also be, we'll have a lot of information up on ragbrae.com. My coworker, Erica, and I have been working on getting that page refreshed with all the information for this ride specifically. So Awesome. So people out there listening right now, they just have to make sure that they are either planning ahead getting their vacation time scheduled, yeah. talking to their coworkers, telling them they cannot take the last week of July off because <laughs> you are. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's, Ragby will be the last full week of July. Yep. And registration will go from November 15th through the springtime. So yeah. you don't have to register exactly on November 15th. It's just, it's nice to get it locked and ready to go. Right. Cool. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm looking so. forward to... Um, when we can talk about the logo and get registration going. And I know we have some good episodes coming up discussing that very topic. So, yes. Okay. So today on the show, we have Mr. Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. Um, He was on a couple weeks ago to talk about uh, legislation things. But today he's going to talk about mountain biking. Yeah. And I guess I have some pretty strong feelings on mountain biking. But what are your thoughts on mountain biking? Well, you know what? I've been thinking back in the last couple of weeks, I've been to two of the largest mountain bike meccas of the U.S. I've been to the California regions and I have been to Denver (laughs) and I have not done any mountain biking. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. What? I know. I know. I did some road biking in Denver this week, but no mountain biking. Yeah. And obviously I didn't go to, if I had gone to Bentonville, I would have completed the trifecta. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> of traveling mountain bike places and not mountain biking. So I got to get that. I got to turn that around. Um, I do have a mountain bike. It is uh, old Gary Fisher mountain bike. So it doesn't have any shocks or anything like that, but you know, I still be fun to take her out on the trail. Yeah. Um, they are pending some like legislation stuff. They're trying to build a mountain bike kind of in my side of town in Des Moines so hopefully if they open that up I mean obviously it's not true mountain biking it'd be more like trail riding but I'm hoping that would be a way to dip my toe into the water and kind of get into the the sport. Well Mark is going to get into more on mountain biking specifically in Iowa and like you said you know even though we don't have mountains here in Iowa there Mm -hmm. are plenty of great mountain biking trails and you know both man-made and on hills I mean, you can get a little bit of everything in Iowa. Yeah. So, but what are your feelings on mountain biking, pro or con? I am pro as far as mountain biking goes, but I have come to the conclusion that I'm just not a mountain biker. Like, Oh, really? <laughs> well, I mean, I did that epic trip in the San Juan Mountains where, you know, mm-hmm. went literally over 
under the mountains. I also went up to Whitefish, Montana, and mm. did a white and did a mountain bike clinic. Yeah, but that was downhill only. So you would take the ski lift up to the top and then white knuckle it to the bottom. So <laughs> I I think I just have an issue with like I need to be more in control of my bike mm, or, or yeah. feeling like I'm more in control. And the faster yeah. you go, the less, you know, you have to like trust your bike. And it's just way more fun for me to be like on gravel or pavement and yeah. enjoying it instead of having that freak out look the whole time. I love how we're talking about mountain biking and my conversation about mountain biking is on one of the spectrum. I'm riding a trail and you're like, Oh, I just bombed it down a mountain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's such a wide range of things you can do on a mountain bike. So, and as you know, as we both know, anytime on a bike can be a good time. Isn't that right? For sure. Yes. Mountain biking just isn't, I've tried it. I will probably try it again, but it's just not my cup of tea. Well, that's all right. There's plenty of other kinds of biking. That's what's lucky for us. That's but, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. I can't wait to hear what Mark has to say to us about mountain biking in Iowa. All right. Let's do it. I don't think it's anybody's surprise that there are no mountains in Iowa. That doesn't stop bicyclists from uh, riding mountain bikes here on single track on dirt. Uh, there's a surprising amount of great unpaved trails that you can enjoy right here in Iowa. And contrary to popular belief, Iowa is not flat and trail builders and land managers have taken advantage of all that elevation change near rivers and streams. And uh, they've created some quick uh, technical single track riding. Um, Iowa mountain biking can be enjoyable during the winter as well as the warmer months uh, because many single track trails are groomed in the winter uh, for amazing snow bike opportunities for fat bikes with low tire pressure. Um, if you want to know more, we have an ebook uh, published, a guide published at our website, iowabicyclecoalition.org, where you can learn more. Um, I suggest you download that book and, and uh, take a peek of what's going on because there's some really great resources in there. Uh, so if you're not familiar what a mountain bike is, it, there's several different types of bikes out there. They're usually uh, a little more rugged version of a bicycle. They get knobby tread on their tires for better traction on loose uh, soil surfaces. And uh, they usually have flat handlebars, usually. Uh, for a little better control and wider gearing for steep climbs. There's a couple different types of mountain bikes that you can find. That first, that's probably most common is a front suspension bike, where you have a shock on, on the fork of the bike to help absorb bumps in the trails. Um, sometimes that's called a hardtail. Uh, you can also find a full suspension bike that has two shocks, one on the front fork and then one somewhere in the frame to help absorb bumps with the back wheel offers a little more stability and control in rough terrains. A rigid bike has no suspension and often entry-level mountain bikes are, are rigid. Some people enjoy the challenge of riding without shocks. And of course there's the fat bike where they have tires wider than usual, somewhere between 3.7 inches to 5.2 inches. Now they're oftentimes called flotation tires because they can go over loose surfaces like sand or snow. Uh, so there's a really good place for that. 
Uh, your local bike retailer can always give you more information. Generally, you'll expect to spend between $100 and $3,000 to, uh, to mountain bike. Um, and uh, there's, there's plenty of different places. Used bikes can also be acquired. Uh, but be aware that uh, you might have quality issues and lack of service once you buy it. So uh, using your local bike shop might be a really good idea, especially if you're going to tackle a lot of, uh, lot of terrain. Gears and tubes are now optional. Uh, many mountain bikers are foregoing uh, gears and riding single-speed bikes. You lose some of the weight from the shifters and the cassettes and the derailleurs. It's a little harder to climb up hills, so it's a trade-off. And a new trend to, to mountain biking is to go tubeless, uh, so tires without inner tubes. So they use special valves, sealants, and rims and tires uh, to make a tubeless bike uh, as a setup. They're generally lighter, they're able to run lower tire pressures, and they can self-seal small punctures that uh, that happen. You should always still carry a spare tube with you when you're uh, uh, using a um, tubeless setup. And then, of course, there's the pedal debate. You have your choices between clipless and flat pedals. Um, some people uh, like uh, flat pedals because you can get out quickly and have to stop. You can just pull your foot and touch the ground. Other people like the efficiency of clipless pedals. And it's it's probably about 50-50 in the, in the whole scheme of things in Iowa. So things you should bring along if you're going to go mountain biking. Of course, a helmet. Uh, make sure that you've got a comfortable, well-fitting helmet that meets current safety standards. Uh, other protective gear. Some people prefer to have knee and elbow pads and, and uh, full face mask helmets. Uh, a lot of mountain bikers recommend tall socks to avoid like poison ivy and other weeds along the trail. Have some sort of toolkit so you can fix little things that might happen. Maybe a tire pump, a tubeless puncture plug kit, and, and uh, a CO2 inflator are all handy things to have to make small repairs along the trail. And then, of course, your personal gear. Water bottles mounted to the frame are probably the most common way to carry water, but you're going to have backpacks with water bladders in them too. Some mountain bikers recommend a small first aid kit. Uh, some carry a space blanket in case they get in trouble and need to keep warm. And some people carry a bandana because it can clean up bike grease or wipe off sweat or mud or even be a bandage in emergency conditions. And then, of course, a lot of mountain bikers recommend having some sort of, of directional device, whether that's a map or a GPS or a cell phone or something like that. Um, you know, some carry paper maps because you don't always have cell phone signal in places. Uh, but a lot of smart mountain bikers will take a picture of the map at the trailhead before they start riding, just in case they get lost. And then they can refer back to it. Um, there's a lot of good features on, uh, on cell phones now, um, I highly recommend the MTB project is, is one of those things. Um, there's a lot of information on trails in Iowa. Uh, websites like MTB project or ride spot, ride with GPS or trail forks are valuable in finding trail locations, amenities, features, and things like that. Um, you can also look for your local mountain bike club. Many clubs have websites that they frequently post information to. And often those clubs are the best way to find out if it's, if there's trail closures, because there's nothing worse than driving all the way out to a trail and finding out that it's closed. Done it too many times.
local bike retailers are often aware of what's going on with local trails. So stopping in to the local bike shops before you ride, that's always a good idea too. And then many trailheads are old school and they have kiosk information. So check at the kiosk before you ride. Uh, there's a couple different types of trails that you find in Iowa. A single track trail is probably the, the most common. Um, it's approximately the width of a bike. It can either be a double track, kind of a fire road that's wide enough for four-wheeled or off-road vehicles, and or it can be a, a one single track. Uh, it's often smooth and flowy, but it can feature rocky parts and go over tree roots and things like that. There's also things called flow trails or gravity trails where you kind of climb up to the top and then have a roller coaster type experience with little pedaling or, or braking as necessary. So if you're new to mountain biking, um, the best thing is to go ride with a group. Um, there's some locations that have women's clubs um, uh, and uh, there's some youth mountain bike programs across the state. Um, when you get on the trail, just keep your head up, look ahead. It's easy to look down, but your ride's gonna be better if you're gonna anticipate where you're going. And uh, while the experience of mountain biking is to get dirty, be sure not to ride on wet or muddy trails. If you're leaving tracks with your tires, those trails are just too wet to ride. Let the trail dry out for a day or so before you, before you go. I think the other thing to remind people of is that trails don't build themselves. There are mountain bike clubs across the state uh, that work tirelessly, and they put in thousands of volunteer hours each year uh, to build and maintain single track. So consider volunteering on a trail work day, or even better yet, consider donating to help fund the trail work that's, that's happening. Uh, and, and certainly advocate for more and, and better trails. Um, they just simply uh, don't build themselves, and, and we need to keep that in mind. In our guide, we have a list of, of mountain bike clubs and websites uh, that you can find um, all across the state. So in conclusion, um, mountain biking is, is becoming a big thing in Iowa, and it's fast becoming a cultural and an integral part of, of Iowa. Single track trails are common, and um, probably the best advice that we can give you is go ride with friends and make friends with people that go ride. Um, there's a lot of decisions that you can make, but if you find mentors and you ride more often, it's going to be easier to, to make those decisions. So... There's plenty of places to go explore in the state, and I highly recommend that you get out there and do it. So that's it. Appreciate you tuning in this time and listening. Mark Wyatt, the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind. You can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also follow us on social media at justgobike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just, just go bike! bike.